And we are back, everybody, with an all-new edition of Beckett Radio. I am your host, Mr. Eric Norton, and alongside me today is Mr. Paul Worth. Paul Worth, saw, dude. Saw, dude. What's up, man? Not much, man. You doing good this morning? Yeah, man. You know, it's early, but I actually don't feel like it's early. I feel like it's early, dude. (laughs) You look like it's early. It's it's really (laughs) early right now. I'm glad we're not on TV. Yes. uh, (laughs) Speaking of not being on TV, we're going to do a Facebook Live uh, edition of the podcast coming up pretty soon. That's in the works, and yeah, so man. you'll get to see uh, the fat packs in action as we sit across there's from each other. Not a whole lot of action there's going not, on. It's just there's a lot not. of sitting and talking. Yeah, it's a lot of sitting and talking, but it's going to be fun. It you'll will get to, be. You get to see Paul's uh, three pound monster and two pound bag of Skittles. Yes, and uh, me with my my big bottle of water or Whataburger medium Coke. That is right. That is right. You, you know, when we do this Facebook Live. We should give away something. We want to give away something? I have some stuff at my desk let's, to give away. Let's pick up a card, show it up, give it away. Let's, let's do, do that. Yeah, All right. I have. Absolutely. I actually have several candidates at my desk that we can do that with. And none of them are running for office. None goodness. of them are running for office unless it's the office of Fat Packs Merrill. I applied for a job one time yes. at, uh, at Nike Town. And really? Yeah, I did. And they were like, uh, well, what position are you applying for? And I was like... Um, Mayor, and they were like, "We don't really do that here." I was like, "Good, because I don't have very much political experience. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do." So, uh, anyways, what's going on, man? What's going on in the car world? Not too much going on, you know. After the national, there's sure. kind of like a little bit of a letdown. I think there's, in the there's a little world. bit of a lull, yeah, a little bit of a lull. Um, rightfully so. I mean, nobody's going to put out a product. Everybody just spent all their money. So, right, give it a week or two. Uh, I do have a few things uh, coming out though. A few things that hit this week. Actually, we've got uh, the Prism Racing came out this week. Okay. No, it came out of the National, man. Didn't it came out of the National? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Maybe pricing for the Prism Racing. Maybe that's what I was reading here. Maybe yeah. that's what it was. Maybe that's what that's We'll have to confirm that with on. Justin. Yeah, we'll see how we, how far he got on that. But we haven't gotten any here, unfortunately, yet. We have not yet. gotten any here. So hopefully we'll get some of that. Hopefully. Because I want to open some cars. You want to do that? That guy yeah. inspired me. What was his name? <laughs> Mike? Mike, yeah. He inspired <laughs> me to get some NASCARs. Okay. So I'm All excited right. about that. He's a fat pack. Yeah, man. All right. Donruss football dropped. All right. So that was uh, just like the baseball, pretty much same inserts, same parallels, um, same odds, same hits. Um, Are we gonna see, do you think we'll see an optic football? I'm sure we will. I think so, too. I like optic, so I'm excited you about like that. You like that? I All do. Right. Well, it's what replacing else? my Topps Chrome football because, well, we won't talk about that. We'll yeah. Moment of silence for Topps football. Um, anyway, Topps also came out with a, uh, they got a uh, Chrome uh, Force Awakens that came out this week. Oh, wow. Week. All right. So, um, or it's actually coming out. When you hear this, when you hear this podcast, it'll be out. Okay, so it's coming out Thursday. So, all right, all right. Um, so that looks pretty cool. It's about eighty bucks a box. Um, I tried to go through the checklist, but I can't figure out if uh, Daisy Ridley is an autograph in there or not. So definitely something to keep an eye on. So well, those are definitely coming. So yeah, so that would definitely drive the product on that. Um, and then I got one for you for all your tennis fans. Leaf Metal Tennis dropped. You know what? I'm intrigued week. by this one. Are you? Because you know. Leaf is known for bringing us something that you know we don't necessarily think we want or need, but then it comes and you're like, "Wow, this is really where has this cool. been?" You know. Yep. So Leaf Tennis has uh, the potential to be a pretty big thing. They got nice autograph names and they got they got good signers. This is coming off the heels of a Japanese tennis product that was released earlier this year, and it had marginal success. You know, and okay. it did well in Japan, and but you know it had American signers in it as well. I think with Leaf Tennis. And the type of uh, the type of product Brian's going to bring, you know, mm-hmm. it could be a fun break, you know. Yeah, it could be absolutely. a fun break. I, you know, it's going to be your high. It's going to pro- probably be high end. You know, probably one hundred fifty dollars a I box think, or yeah, something, somewhere something in that like range, that. Yeah. You know, but you're going to get probably six hits out of it. So 
We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, man. Maybe some aces in there. Yeah, definitely some aces. Sure. We get a Serena or a Venus, we'll be good, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do that. <laughs> what about new right. pricing, man? We got any new pricing? We got um, price-wise. Did you get MVP hockey? I got MVP hockey done uh, this week. Okay. Uh, black will be done this week. Okay. Um, I also know that certified football and Panini football retail is done as well. Yeah, they're done. And then we're working on, um, Justin and I are actually working on uh, Donruss today. Okay. Getting that done. All right. So, so I'm between be doing do, doing all that and then I have a lot of price changes that I'm doing for just the hockey magazine coming that I'm working on right now. So, yep. it's, a, it's a lot. It's it is. It is, and Brian's still Brian's still catching up, but he's doing a good job getting everything caught up. So he's, he's almost he's up got to a speed. lot on his plate, man. He I does, man. He he in it. Yeah, you would think he's a fat pack with as much as he has on his. You plate. would think. You but would think so, but he's but totally not. He drinks that like vinegar tea drink. I don't know what that is. It's disgusting, though. Yeah, and it is pretty bad. He, he just he hammers one of those, and it, you don't see him for hours at a time because he's just you know knee deep in baseball card pricing and. Yeah, and ball soccer cards. and all that other mess. So yep. that's fun. What what about uh, what about Tops Now, man? What's going on there? Tops Now, man, they are just uh, they're embracing this Tops Now base card. I want I want to know I want you to know. Yeah, I'm officially out on Tops Now. You're out. I'm out. Oh, you're I, out. I'm out on Tops Now because we discussed yesterday, and I know you're going to get into it, so I don't want to steal your thunder. But the novelty is worn off on me. It's. It's not there anymore. Yeah, it's different. They came out, you know, they, they've come out now, I think, with four of these relic cards. Right. Um, which are cool. I mean, you got good, you know, not taking anything away from the players. They deserve to have the cards. But it has kind of lost its luster just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and the pricing is so different. Each one has been different. I don't know as a, a collector consumer how you're supposed to be ready for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Mookie Betts is the, is the hottest thing since sliced bread right now. I get that. But to come out and, and put a card out for... $699.99. I don't know. He has a, I mean, obviously the card sold. So, I mean, he sure. has, a, has at least one person out there. But um, and with the Chiros, they came out. They were, you know, his one of one was an, oh, $1,000, you know, for this. And then they've got numbered out of 10, 25, 49, and 99. I mean, they're selling out. So kudos to them. Yeah. I mean, they I, found the price point. But I think it's, it's kind of hard as a collector. The first ones that came out, Hosmer came out, they were $69.99. Just you know, a little reasonable, more affordable. But now, man, everything is Mookie Betts, hundred and eighty bucks. That's crazy. You know, that's that's tough. I can't, uh, I can't knock it. They're obviously doing uh, obviously what they're doing, doing well. Yeah, but it's way out of my. I, I can't afford that. No, you know, it's way out of my price range. It's not. That's not set for the everyday collector. I, and I guess that's understandable. But I just, it's it, the novelty is worn off on me. And it's really across the board. It's not just top tops now. It's. It's tops now. It's Panini Instant. It's Upper Deck EPAC. Right. That that model just doesn't work for me, and that's just me. I, it works for plenty of people, but right for me, I'm not on it. Um, but speaking of, just to give a little update on tops now, um, Ichiro did. You know, he's breaking records, or you know, setting getting records for left and right, and he set the record now: eleven thousand five hundred and fifty-five. Um, regular cards sold. That's the highest so far. He blew Bartolo Colon away by about three thousand. So, wow. Yeah. So he has the most as far as a base card goes. So Kevin, there's sold. your answer. Uh, he he. Kevin, I met Kevin while I was in Anaheim last week, and he asked me what was the uh, the highest selling Topps Now card, and I knew it was Cologne. But yep. uh, if you're listening, Kevin, it's now Ichiro. <laughs> yeah, Ichiro has taken over. Yes, taken over, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if anybody anybody tops that. I don't. You know, coming off this season. I don't know who would, unless Alex Rodriguez comes back and gets seven hundred at 
at another club. Maybe you know? so, but his uh, I don't have the I, I'm gonna look here right while we're talking, find the numbers. But his farewell card, I think it was less than a thousand. It was less than a thousand farewell card. So um, I, I think that's because I don't really think this is a real true farewell. I think people understand that, and it's just it's just not the same. You know, it's not like a Bartolo Colon home run. It's, it's right. Just, <laughs> <laughs> right. That's I, true. I need Ichiro. I'm sorry, not Ichiro. I need Alex Rodriguez to come back before the end of this season with the Marlins, and I need him to hit 700 home runs in a half-empty Marlin park. So right. <laughs> <laughs> I need that to be the perfect ending. So uh, if we can make that happen, <laughs> yeah, somehow, some way, if we could get get him to come back and hit number 700 in front of 14,000 people, that would be great. That would be awesome. <laughs> Just That's probably about as many people that would care about it. Exactly, you know? yeah. So, Every, they, and to be honest with you, they wouldn't even know what was going on. They're like, oh, look. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> he hit a home run. That's nice. Wow. I don't know how. A, a the, fan, ba- the fan would get it and throw it back. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Have you ever done that? Have you ever thrown a baseball back? Man, I wish I could catch a baseball, yeah? man. Yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, haven't really even been close to catching the no. ball. You know, I've gone to batting practice before games and stuff, but never really been close. I saw it. I've I've seen it before on on television, but I saw it live this past week. We oh, were at the Dodger game. At the Dodger game, uh, a young kid actually, probably probably twelve, thirteen years old, caught a home run, threw it directly back onto the field. I was like, wow, that kid's wow. I would have kept the ball. Oh, personally, yeah. I don't care about the whole tradition. Whatever. Right. Forget but, the tradition. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I, I I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I'd keep that ball. I'd keep that ball. Anyways, so tops now. Ichiro's just blowing up. Yep. We have any other big big names recently since since other than A Rod and not really. I mean, it's your normal stuff. The walk off home runs. You know, they did a card for uh, Teixeira for retirement. They did the farewell for Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. You know, they did a they did a card for another Bartolo Colon card where he was the first pitcher to defeat the Mets and the Yankees. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, playing. So that was pretty interesting. Um, no, it's just normal stuff, man. You know, they've got the the rookies. Every time the rookie gets called up and does something, they're they're right on top of that. That so. should be happening soon. Did just by chance did uh, Aaron Judge and was it Tyler, Austin? Uh, yeah, Tyler Austin. Did they, they did have get, a card? They did get a card uh, awesome. for that for that back to back. They're both on the same card. And I look now, you know, we're we're filming this or we're recording this on Wednesday, and uh, Noah Sundergaard hit his third home run last night. Really? So I would imagine. He'll somebody, be getting a card today. Somebody get that guy a regular spot in the lineup, man. Yeah, Him seriously. and uh, Madison Baumgartner, right? Yep. They, they're just both. Uh, do you remember when uh, Mike Hampton? Do you remember Mike Hampton? Yeah, I remember Mike Hampton. He had eight eight career home runs, and that was a big deal. Noah's going to break. I don't know how many he has they're now career it. home runs, but <laughs> he's going to crush it. that, man. All right, man. Uh, before we take our, our break, I want to mention that this segment was brought to you by Steel City Collectibles. Those guys, uh, again, are just doing it big up there. Go check out their website. Check out them on Twitter. Um, support them because they support us, and yeah. they're doing a great job of what they're doing. It's all, like I said, it's ninety percent mail order, but it's it's well worth it. It's a yeah. it's a nice site. They they're generous with their their discounts and everything. So go check them out. And uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with uh, from the shop segment with uh, our guy, Mister Curtis Fellaini. Yes. Um, he is a shop owner. He is a national attendee, and he is now a new Beckett Market or returning Beckett Marketplace. Returning Beckett Marketplace. So, so. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of all that. And he's a father of a few kids. He's got a few kids. He and does. A few more on the way, or, or yeah. a few, at least one more on the yes. way. Uh, yeah, well, guys, we'll be right back with that. You guys hang tight. Hey, Paul, what are you doing over there? Man, I'm just checking out two bros, man, on the Beckett Marketplace. Wait, what, do you, what, what do they got? You see that uh, that Jared Goff they got up there? Yeah, man, that's an awesome card, man. So Sweet. is that uh, Donner Signature Mark Drew Brees auto. 
lot of them. Loving Both of them are, are pretty hot. And the, the Quan Treadwell is pretty sweet, too. Yeah, man. They, their, their marketplace store is just banging right now. It is. It's got some good stuff, stuff on it, man. Um, good th- stuff. They got the 2016-17 Upper Deck MVP NHL Draft number one pick. Redemption card. That's uh, Austin Matthews. And if you guys don't know who that is, you probably might want to know who that is. Man, they're they are doing big things there. They're doing big, and they're doing small things too, because you can get all your all your commons, all your your smaller inserts, everything you need. Yeah, you can do all that. So, uh, guys, go check out the check out the marketplace, too, bros. All right, see man. What hey, going there. stop talking, man. I'm gonna go back to this. Right, my bad. And we are back from that quick break, uh, Paul. Yeah, man. Joining us is a guy that you brought to the show. Yeah, man. You brought him to the show. His name is Curtis Fellaini. He's of. Uh, Sports Nuts Collectibles in Alabaster, Alabama. I like the Alabaster, Alabama. Yeah, man, say that five times. Fast. That's really fast. So, yeah. uh, but he's a he's a friend of the show. He's a he's a friend of yours. He's a and you know I know him casually, but he's joining us on the phone right now. Curtis, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful. How are you guys? We're doing well. Doing good, man. For for being eight o'clock in the morning, we're doing all right. So, so oh, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to. Bring you in for uh, for from the shop, which is a, which is a new segment that we're doing. Uh, you're our, actually our second guest on from the shop, but we wanted to bring you in because you had you had a, some perspective from the national. You ha- you have a shop, and then you have a big announcement about coming back to Beckett Marketplace, which we'll get to in a minute. But uh, let's start with who you are and what you do. So can you, can you lay that out for us? Um, yeah, as you said, my name's Curtis. Uh, I uh, have been doing cards since I was probably. 14 years old um you know back in the days when uh ebay was a lot easier and less competitive um but i you know after college i I bought a card shop and immediately started on the marketplace there um and uh been running the shop for years and i ran into a fire a few years back and uh you know stopped doing it for a year and just now getting back into uh getting into running the shop and, and looking forward to rejoining the marketplace there on uh, Beckett, Beckett.com. So, yeah, you are coming back to the marketplace. Why don't you tell us what your store name is on the marketplace? Uh, it'll be Birmingham Sports Cards, the same name I was on there uh, a few years ago. Okay, great. So that should be easy for our listeners to find your Birmingham Sports Cards is easy to remember. You're from the Alabama area. Where did you go to college at? Did you go to UAB or did you go to Birmingham or uh, Alabama? I'm sorry? Uh, I went to UAB. UAB, okay. I went to UAB, University of Alabama at Birmingham. I wish it was just called Birmingham University. Maybe that'll change <laughs> in a few years. I, I, now, you're, you're very passionate about uh, UAB football, too. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's why I don't like having the, the name uh, University of Alabama in it. Oh, I oh, see. okay. I follow. That makes uh, sense. Alabama is uh, responsible for squashing the program. Yeah, they so, are. Um, yeah, so now we're on a, a two-year hiatus here. The, the, we won't have football this year, but they'll start back in uh, another year or so. Well, at least it's coming so, back. At least it's coming back, right? It is. But it must be tough, oh, though, because you don't have any no pro teams in Alabama, so that's, that's all about the college teams, you know? Yeah, it's 100% college here. Even in cards, you know, we don't get – you know, there is some baseball, uh, nearly very little basketball, and um, – you know, a lot of it's focused solely on um, college football. So uh, a lot of people are upset that there's a lot of college license releases, you know, around places down here in the South. It's, it's a real, you know, it's a winner for us. But um, there's a lot of good football being played down here. That, that, that's SEC country. Yeah, there is a lot of good. Yeah, man. I'm, a, I'm an Auburn guy yeah. myself when it comes to Alabama football. Ah. That's just because I have alliances there in the Opelika area. But uh, – 
I can understand yeah. being passionate about football in the South because football in Texas is a huge thing. Yeah, man. I mean, high school football is <laughs> oh, it sure. is everything down here. So especially where we are located. Yeah. So all right, that's got to be uh, probably the closest to uh, Alabama there is. I would guess. Yeah, I, I would Texas think so. To Texas and Florida. I would think so. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're bringing to the marketplace? Like, uh, what kind of inventory are you bringing in, uh, and how's that going to work out? Well, you know, right now I'm working on um, a spreadsheet that will transfer, hopefully, millions of cards over. Um, I'm not sure how that will work, but if not, I'll do it by hand again. I've done it before, and I'll do it again. Um, you know, I've just got millions of cards ranging from, you know, the 50s on up to – the brand new singles, uh, spend every day loading them up and uh, all the nights loading pictures. And, you know, the good thing about our industry is that it is capitalism and you can make as much money as you're willing, as you're willing to work. You know, if you're willing to put the time and work in, you can make more money. So, you know, it's just going to be a lot of time and a lot of effort, but um, hopefully in the end it'll be worth it. Can I call you and how do you explain that to my wife? Yeah, man, my, mine too. <laughs> mine too. Yeah, uh, yeah. When you guys get home, you get yelled at. Too much time with cards, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's across the board too. <laughs> yeah, man. Take the phone away. Put it away. Do something else with your life. Yeah. So, yeah. so you mentioned you ha- you had a fire and you lost your inventory or some of your in- inventory, but yeah. you've, you've built it back up, correct? Yep. All right. So now you're ready to go, and you went to the national this year. What do you think about that? Oh man, I thought. Um, the national this year was awesome from a few different perspectives. Um, you know, I've been dealing on Facebook um, a lot for the last year and a half, two years, and um, never met the people. You know, I've done a lot of business with, talked with. I mean, some of my best friends I've never even met in person. So going to the national was um, really huge as far as you know, just networking and meeting the actual people physically that you talk to every day online. It was. You know, I talked to a lot of people about that. It was it was um, really cool. We went out to dinner, you know, spent time away from the show, spent time at the show. Um, and, and I think uh, the Internet has a way of making uh, the sports car community a lot closer. And um, I think it's done a lot of good things um, for the card industry. Also, another aspect from the National that I, I recognized was, you know, the breakers. As soon as you walked in this year, there's, you know, breakers. And um, breaking cards over the internet by team or case breaks or however you want to do it is, you know, making a lot of a lot of changes. I see from it um, a lot more product is getting broken. You know, could you imagine how how hard it was to get all these commons into the marketplace before breaking? I mean, yeah. wouldn't what do you guys think? I, I would think that there's got to be tens of thousands more cases open because of breaking. Oh, without a doubt, man. Every site. I mean, you know, just as well as, as we do, that every Facebook groups are popping up left and right, and, you know, 75% of them, I think, are all case-breaking. You know, there's just so much yeah. of that going on. And uh, I think it, I mean, I think it's, it's good for the hobby on, on a couple levels. Is For the collector, at least a lot of these, like, lower-end parallels and harder-to-get autographs and inserts and stuff are actually coming out. You know, they're not getting hidden yeah. in a box somewhere or a case somewhere to where... You know, if there's something out of 25, there's only three of them actually ever get open. I think now it's more like only three of them aren't getting open. So they've got, you know, it's available for the for the consumer. So I think that's a win. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For for, for collectors and, you know, team player collectors, I mean, it's making things um, a lot easier. 
and uh, you know, I, I really thought that was cool because I was able to pick up, you know, commons, cases, and numbered cards in bulk from these guys because you know they sit there and open 10 cases a day and you know normally they don't do a lot of stuff with the lower end cards they just mail out the high end cards and go on to the next case so i thought it was cool but um that's all and it's good as for far it, as the Nash- go, go ahead. ahead go ahead oh you're good no i was just gonna say as far as things getting broken i mean we notice it here too just from a grading perspective i mean the grading numbers are just increasing 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 and i think that's a has a lot to do with there's a lot more product out there being broken and a lot more stuff just on the market to be able to be graded. Yeah, um, that was obviously a huge, huge thing at the net. I mean, the the second day I walked in the door, I, I you know you weren't able to grade a card anymore. It was so backed up and and so many people were there solely to grade cards. By the last day, you guys got it cleared up and and you know the RCR was back available and they were turning them out pretty fast on Sunday, but. Um, the national as a whole, Atlantic City. That was my first time. Um, you know, I I stayed on the boardwalk as did most people, I would assume, and and walked the two blocks to the convention center. So that was nice. Um, you know, if you walked off that road, though, it was a little scary. Yeah, <laughs> you're right about that. I remember. I remember being. There. I was there for the last national um, back in '03, and it is, man. It's a yeah. good good block, bad block. So. But, I mean, the convention center itself was, was really nice, I thought. You know, and you had the normal, uh, most of the front of the convention center was made up of of vintage cards. And, you know, you go there and you can find dang near any vintage card you could ever want to find. So that's always cool to walk through, you know, and see a T206 Honus Wagner or, you know, any Ruth Mantle 52. I mean, for a collector like uh, us, you know, the Holy Grail, Right. right there in your sight, of course, is just incredible. It's like going to a museum, you know, just kind of checking it out, because I know most of us can't afford those cards. So it's, it's, it is a lot yeah. like going to the museum. <laughs> we're, now, Curtis, were yeah, you able to... included. Curtis, were you able to get over and uh, hold the Lou Gehrig bat or the Babe Ruth bat? Um, I, I went over there and, and looked, and, and there's a line. I mean, I was so busy, but uh, I definitely went over there and took my time and looked at them. It's incredible i mean it just to have that uh available is, is special yeah it's, it's really special when we get stuff in like right now we have uh, a bryce harper game used batting here from his rookie season and we were looking at it the other day first of all it's heavy it's like really heavy yeah he swings a heavy it's, bat. what is it a 36 36 i think something like that yeah so we're, we're oh, holding wow. it and i'm yeah. like you know i'm I'm not a huge dude, but I'm not a small guy either. I'm, I'm holding it, and I'm like, this is this is pretty massive. But then something takes over you, and the kid comes out, and you're like, wow, Bryce, Bryce Harper swung with this, you know. So I, I imagine Babe Ruth or Lou Gehrig is like that, just like a, a million times elevated. Right. You know, it has to be, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I don't think, um, you know, what separates baseball from, from other sports, you know, basketball and football is its history you know those other two sports don't go back they don't have babe ruth and lou gehrig um per se you know and, and babe ruth is almost myth is almost mythical you know and and that's just incredible to even think that something like that made it this far along and it still exists that makes total sense that what you're saying um before we let you yeah. go i want to get into something that that has been happening across Facebook boards and uh, 
I, maybe at the national, I, I, I can't speak to that there, but the influx of Michael Jordan, early Jordan cards being graded, uh, early flare oh, cards specifically. What, what do you think about this? Oh, man, I think it's incredible. Uh, this year, definitely, um, I went to shows throughout the year, and this year is definitely the year of Jordan. Um, people going through 50-cent boxes, dollar boxes, pulling out Jordan cards and grading them and selling them for $75, $100. I mean, I know myself that I've graded um, Fleer Jordan cards all the way up to 1993. And, um, you know, a Gen Mint Jordan card with Fleer written on the front is uh, has, you know, provided probably incredible return for some collectors. I, I can't explain it. It was like, it just happened. I woke up one morning and all of a sudden... Right, like, <laughs> like this $2 card is now selling for $75. Yeah. It, Unbelievable. Well, I think I think what you got there is you have people that throughout the year paid $600 for a 2009 top Stephen Curry rookie, and then Stephen Curry lost the finals. So, you know, these people probably realized, hey, I can take my $600 and buy Michael Jordan, who's never going to lose again. Sure. And... You know, have a much safer investment. Uh, you know, I, so I think it it speaks to oddly enough. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but the the quality of card that was made in the in the late '80s, early '90s, in those they, it, they weren't perfect. But man, you find those gems, and you're doing well. Yeah, yep. you're doing well. That's crazy, man. No doubt. Yeah, you've seen the the. Rookie card just explode, and as a result, anything that is not a rookie card that people can afford has also, you know, gone up a lot. I mean, it's been it's been cool to watch. I just, you know, you, you sit back and you hope that it it holds, uh, yeah, you know, or continues to go up. Right. I mean, I think the the sports card market's real strong right now, and a lot of it's thanks to Michael Jordan. You know, I hope that it continues. I hope so too. I, I, I just for the basketball market in general, specifically the basketball yeah. market. I hope that 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 trend continues because when yeah, I think the basketball um, market's a little more firm though um, altogether. Anyways, because it's an international market, I think that that it um, you know there's a lot more people, a lot more countries involved, and you know it's a lot. Of, it, it holds a lot better than the other sports because That's, of that. Or you see the the really rare cards go for a lot more than other sports because you got, you know, millions of other people wanting a piece of those cards in their collection. That makes that's a, that's a really good point. It makes a lot of sense yep, too. Absolutely. All right, man. I think that's it. This uh, for this segment of uh, in the shop or from the shop. I had 15 good minutes out of you, and I appreciate you coming on and uh, joining the show, uh, dropping some knowledge on us. Good luck on the marketplace. Yeah, man. What's the name of that store again? Oh yeah. On the marketplace? Uh, on the marketplace, it is Birmingham Sports Cards. All right. Birmingham Sports Cards. Birmingham right, Sports Cards. Yeah, you guys go check that out. And uh, he's he's already got you know a good number of cards on there, and he's adding more every day. So you guys go check yeah, that out. Yeah, a, a, lot of, a lot of work to do, but I'll be doing it every day. So <laughs> That's cool. We'll That's awesome. Just keep checking back. We'll do, Curtis. We'll check in with you in a few months, check you out, see how it's going. Um, you know, we'll get you on this segment again. And uh, it's good talking to All you. Right. And I hear you got um, – Real quick, Curtis, the father, you have one coming on the way, right? Yeah, number four. Awesome. Yeah, you almost have yeah. a. You almost have more kids than what 
Paul went to Disneyland with. <laughs> Eric likes to give me a hard time. Disney World with. I'm sorry. Yeah, the past little oh, kids man. that we went with, but. <laughs> uh, I've been to Disney World with uh, uh, two before, and it, and it was work. Next time I go, I'll have four. It's because it's be impossible. Oh. Yeah, no, and, and we shouldn't coordinate that together because that's way too many yeah. kids at one place. <laughs> yeah, I'll have I'll have to be sedated for that. One. <laughs> awesome, man. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, guys, we'll be right back. This is Tim Kinsley from Beans Ball Card Blog, and you are listening to Becker Radio. All right, man, Curtis Fellaini, if you need him, what's up with that? Yeah, man, he's doing a good job, and he he knows his stuff. Yeah, dropping some knowledge. So good stuff. Check out Birmingham Sports Cards on well, the marketplace. Market place, yeah, yep. uh, or if you're in the uh, Alabaster, Alabama area, you can go mm-hmm. check out uh, Sports Nuts Collectibles. I'm sure he'd love to see your face. Tell him, uh, tell him the Fat Pack sent you. So yeah. see if you can't get a discount or something like there that. There you go. That'll work. I'm I don't sure know if it'll happen, you but you can try. You can I mean, try. You, yeah. can try, you can try to use our name. We're not that important, but we're, we're trying. We're, yeah, we are definitely not that important. So uh, <laughs> speaking of important. Uh, the Olympics are are going full 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 fledged, right? Yeah, man. And, and the U.S. is rocking it. Yeah, they, we we really are. Texas is rocking it. If that's a Texas, if you're a proud Texan, I guess that's a good thing for you. Yep. You know they, their medal count is pretty high, uh, but the U.S. in general is just they're just leaps and bounds ahead. That's no not a pun. They're right. Leaps and they're <laughs> leaps and bounds ahead of. Uh, of every other country, and I think China's the closest. I think we have eighty-three total medals, and China has fifty and something like that. Oh, uh, okay. So we're yeah. I haven't I haven't looked at the actual count. So, so. we're we're up there. Um, the state of Te- like I said, the state of Texas is being represented well with uh, with their athletes. A lot of local athletes. There's three local athletes here that uh, have have won medals. So that's good for the local area, I guess. Yeah, but man. it's fun watching it. Uh, one one athlete in particular, outside of Michael Phelps, who is just simply amazing. Yeah, I mean he's got more medals than countries will ever have. That man yeah. is half fish, and I, I know that's probably played, and you've probably seen it a million places, but it he is light years away faster than, yeah. than people, and he's getting older. Obviously, he's not going to be back for the next next Olympics, but uh, man, just it's been a joy watching him the last. 12 years yep. and see him do the things that he's doing. I saw a meme the other day. It made me laugh. Um, if you were stranded on an island, uh-huh. you could have three things. What would they be? It said, uh, it said Michael Phelps, a saddle and a gold medal on a string. Swim you to come to your rescue. I was like, this is perfect. This is so good. But uh, what I wanted to get into is the fastest man alive. Yeah. Not, not in water, not in water. But on land, the lightning bolt himself, Mr. Usain Bolt, he is unbelievably fast. But I don't think that's anything that nobody doesn't already know. But what you might not know, and this is a great story, great little story on um, on the Beckett homepage by uh, Mr. Ryan Cracknell, is how sparse his card offerings are. Very sparse. Yes, very, very sparse. So I'm going to read you a couple of paragraphs of this from you. It's a, this is from Ryan Cracknell, a hobby editor. You can find this on uh, Beckett, Beckett homepage. Uh, the Olympics men 100-meter final is one of the marquee events in all of sports. And in that event, Usain Bolt is king. But let's face it, track and field cards aren't exactly hot in the hobby, which they should be. I want to ins- <laughs> they should be. <laughs> yes, because what they do, we can't do. Yes, Unless there's a hamburger involved or something. Uh, right. Niche at best. There are about as many different Usain Bolt cards 
out there as the sprinters has Olympic gold medals. So that should tell you. I mean, he's got nine, I think. Yeah, nine. I'm going through a list now, and yeah, I, I don't see any more than nine. That's for sure. And that that's this was written a couple days ago, so this might have been before he won the gold the other night. Or no, this one when Bolt wrapped up the third consecutive Olympic gold medal in the hundred meter, meters in Rio, his seventh overall. So he's got seven, and I'm sure he's going to win two more because he's got the two hundred coming up. Yeah, and the, uh, is it the four hundred? I think. I think that's what it is. But it's, yeah, it, they're coming up. He's going to win. <laughs> yeah, he's a favorite by far. So he had just four trading cards and two stickers, and none of them above had had the traditional North American releases. But that doesn't mean a card company hasn't tried. Usain Bolt cards seem like a perfect fit for a product like Allen and Ginter, and it appears Topps has had the Jamaican Speedster on their radar for a while. Uh, there was a there's a tweet here from Jefferson Burdick, Usain Bolt zero autograph cards. Someone should get on that. And John from Topps replied quickly to his credit, uh, "We've tried so many times." Wow. <laughs> So, so I wonder what's what's the deal? It's, we know? Yeah, I just uh see John is the Tops director of player licensing. Whereas Tops has yet to include Bolt in any of their products, Panini has ha, Panini has, but only in Olympic products aimed at overseas audiences. He was <clears throat> in their Adrenaline XL set for the 2012 Olympics in London. And Panini has also put Bolt in their London 2012 sticker collection. Yes. So I want to stop there and let you guys go check out the rest of it. See for yourself. But I do want to mention in the card gallery is a 2008 Sports Illustrated for Kids, Usain Bolt, number 294, graded BGS 9.5. That is unheard of coming out of a Sports Illustrated that, for that's Kids. Tough. That's you know, tough. With the, that's real tough. With so somebody the, got it. I got bet the, that's... Got the perforation right. <laughs> yeah. That perforation is... It'll kill you. But go check out his cards. You can check out the rest of the article. It's it's great. But what do you? What do you what's your... Opinion on it. Do you think he should have more cards? Do you think track and field should have more? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's being an Olympic sport. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, they, they only come around every four years or whatever, but some of the stuff they make cards of, absolutely, he should have cards. You know, I mean, I know there's some, and, and no offense to the bull riders, but there's bull rider sets and there's all these other obscure sets. I mean, why not have the fastest man on earth have a card, have an autograph card, have a relic card, have a Tops Now card, whatever it is, you know what sure, I mean? Like, sure. um, you know, Tops Now during the Olympics would have been really cool, you know. Of course, that would have been yeah, cool to see the, the medal winners and stuff like that. Um, hopefully, it'll get done. Hopefully, it's uh, it's just something that that one of the the major companies can work out and uh, and make it happen. It'd be good for the hobby. I think it'd be good internationally. Um, you know, bring a different market in different uh, different countries and different markets into into collecting. So it's you know it's one you know. Was was a so we had tops have the American set come out this year and we we opened it and it was fun. Yep. But I think an all exclusive product with all the different countries in it would be really that would be cool. Cool. I think with track and field, you might not you might not know it from my pictures, but uh, I was a I was quite the sprinter in in school at school. Really? Yeah, I was. I, I was on. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have guessed that one. I was. I threw shot put and disc, and then I, I that ran, I could guess. I threw. The, I ran. ran I ran the hundred and the four hundred relay. Wow! So uh, I was all, I was also a reserve on the two hundred. It was fun. I loved it. So it's it's a sport that's. Uh, this is how fun it was for me. I I even had the gold Michael Johnson cleats. Really? That's I was dedicated, man. I was wow. dedicated. But uh, it was something that that's near and dear to my heart. I like I love the sport. 
uh, other than the swimming and diving events at the Olympics, the the track and field is always the highlight during the summer games. Anyways, okay. So um, not having a American in there really that <laughs> n- n- it's not a shot at just uh, at Justin, but uh, yeah, no but no dude, one has the, the dude's shot. Very that, fast. Yeah, you know. He's six foot. I think he's six seven or six eight. His strides are eight feet long. Whew. So Justin Gatlin, when he's running, he's not near as tall as that. Right. And his strides. So for one stride, he's taking like two quarters or a half a half a stride more than what the regular runner is. You know. Yeah. That picture that they snapped of him looking back and smiling <laughs> at the camera was insane. That is insane. But, but bringing it back to cards to have a set that would include. You know all the countries, especially like if we could have a, like a, a U.S. and a Canadian set, we could get Ben Johnson in there. We could get oh, yeah. Michael Johnson in there. You know Carl Lewis having a, you know have a have a or Mary Lou Retton or you just have a like a history of the Olympics and that would be great. I, I would love it. Even like if you had an, a win, a Winter Olympic sport and you could have some of those old uh, USSR hockey players in there or something. That would like be it. great. Those, that Do would like be a national a, treasures. Of yeah, something like that for each country. That would that would be cool. I think it's something that's missing. I I like that. I as as Cracknell said, it's it's niche. I get that, but I like that. I want that because some of this mainstream stuff is it's just getting played. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but it's overkill. It's definitely overkill. That's just my opinion on it. I I think that uh, we're gonna finish strong. Obviously, in the Olympics, no one's gonna no one's gonna catch us. No, you know, no one's gonna catch us. No, not even not even Bolt can catch us. Not even Bolt at this point. He's no. very fast. Um, he's He's part cheetah, evidently. I just, is that, what, is that I, what it is? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But he's quick, man. So on to that. Let's get into Beckett Whatevs. What up? That's my favorite part. It is your favorite part. Beckett Whatevs. Cody's in the room. He's sitting here watching us, and he, he got all excited when we were talking about Texas football. So, Cody, why don't you come over here and get on a mic? Yep. Calm down a little bit. Talk don't have any Skittles in your mouth. I'll make sure it's turned all the way down for you. So yep, all the way down so we don't have to listen to this. So, Cody. What's up, guys? Good morning. Always looking for uh, my 30 seconds of airtime that I get in a week. That's so good. That's all right, so you got 27 left. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so back oh. to whatevs, right? Yeah, man. What do you got, bud? I got, I got, I got you. Said something about uh, local school being on ESPN here shortly, right? Yeah, uh, actually, Cedar Hill High School football, who I do the uh, internet broadcast and the radio broadcast of it, uh, we're going to be on ESPN next Friday, or a week from Friday, actually, on the 27th. Uh, is, that, is that the Tom Landry high, high School Football Classic? Thing? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Uh, this is going to be on ESPN. Uh, the Tom Landry Classic is, is another great thing that they do, um, where like three or four games are played in like one Saturday all at AT&T yeah. Stadium and and that's just for Jerry to open up AT&T Stadium as much as he does for high school football teams uh and give kids a chance to play there is just great but no this is going to be a on ESPN nationally televised game it's going to be against Bishop Gorman uh out of Nevada so they're ranked number three in the nation Cedar Hill right now is ranked number five in the nation according to what polls you look at so really excited about that um but yeah, great opportunity for some kids to get a local or, or national TV time. Very cool, man. I couldn't imagine when I was playing high school sports being on ESPN. Does Maryland even have high school sports? Is that they they do. Oh, okay. They do. But I'm All so right. old. They might not even had ESPN when I was playing <laughs> high school sports. So, <laughs> uh, look, quick correction: the uh, the Tom Landry Classic is actually play, being played at Allenfield. Okay. Okay. So, and they oddly enough, they have a team coming in from Alabama to play Allen. So. Um, 
that ought to be interesting. The something something Buccaneers. I don't I don't forget exactly, but that's how big high school football is around here. Try to get try to get yourself into a South Lake Carroll game. Try to. I, I dare you. Yeah, <laughs> like we played South Lake Carroll in the playoffs last year uh, at South Lake, and it was just. I mean, we the bro- as a broadcaster, I'm getting there at five o'clock. Sure. Uh, for a seven o'clock game, and it's already just like packed. They're tailgating like it's a Cowboys game. Sure. Outside, so that you know that city goes. They get the school gets missed at dismissed at noon on game days. So oh, wow. just crazy out there. Man, wow. that didn't happen. That doesn't happen back in Maryland. Not back in Maryland, does it? <laughs> no. So we get dismissed for other reasons. Like, well, I can't talk yeah. about this. <laughs> for while we're talking about football, let's get into uh, something that's happening. I've been teasing it on Twitter a little bit, but uh, it's in the works. We're just we're getting prizes locked down, uh, or award, awards, prizes, awards. I don't know for first place and maybe second place. But Beckett Fantasy Football, Beckett. Radio fantasy football is coming, and it, it sounds like it's going to be great. I don't know how much I can give away right now, but if everything falls in place, it's going to be legit. Yeah, and man, it's going it, to be legit. It's going to have you're going to have a have a chance to play against Paul and myself. I will I will give you fair warning. I I am a hobbyist at uh, fantasy football. I just play for the fun of it. So. You know, you you have a good shot of beating me. Your chances of beating Paul are probably a little less because <laughs> he is a, hot, a fantasy football fanatic, I guess. Yeah, a little bit, a yeah. little bit. I, um, when I moved out to Texas, my first year here in Texas, I was on nine fantasy football leagues, but I've, I've trimmed it down a little bit. I'm only going to be on four, maybe five. There's one still working out, but so yes, yeah, so I'll be ready. Man, I'll so. be ready. I'll be mock drafting probably the next two weeks. <sighs> Just ready to roll. How he does this with 27 kids is beyond me. Oh, I don't even know. I don't know how. It's like. Each kid's got an assignment, man. You take clearly. the Jets, you take the Cowboys, and they all scout teams for me. That's what I do. That's crazy. So that's coming. Uh, we're, when, it, when it's live and ready to go, we're going to have, uh, we'll announce it the week before on the radio show of when it will be ready. We'll put it on Twitter and uh, Facebook, and we'll just. It's basically going to be first come, first serve, so you got to get in. Yeah, man, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's a lot gonna, of one league, 28 teams, two divisions. Yep, there'll be the, the Team Paul and the Team Eric. Team Eric and Team Paul. Uh, what I know what I'm going to go with on my team name, but I hope you don't steal it, so tell me what your team name is going to be. I think, you know, being a being in Dallas, being a Redskin fan okay. you know, is, a, is a tough world. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to kind of stick with pop culture and things that are going on, I think I'm going to go with That's My Cousins. That's My Cousins. That's going to be my he team. He stole mine. I did. My Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yes, my cousin. I did. Brad Pitt's my cousin. But uh, but I got that in. on But another. it works for me though because yeah, you got that with Captain Kurt going to lead the team this year. So okay, all right. I now that you stole mine, I don't know where to go. Um, I don't. I, maybe maybe Cody's cute. I don't know. No, that's a that's, good one. That's that's a good a good one. one. <laughs> I support why don't, why don't that. Why you go fully. with uh, Cody's wears gators to the office? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you go with? Uh, Something, do something with hot sauce, man. Hot sauce, MC Hot Sauce. MC Hot I Sauce. Do that. Well, in the MC's past, Hot Sauce Superstar. <laughs> in the past, my fantasy football name has been Alabama High Test because uh, there's a country. Well, it's not they're they're folk, and they have this song called Alabama High Test. That's uh, the Old Crow Medicine Show, OCMS. Great band live. If you ever get a chance to see them, uh, the lead singer is like Cody size. But he seems like Aretha Franklin. Like it's wow. amazing the that stuff amazing. that comes up. So, but they got a song called Alabama High Test. So in the past, that's been my 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 team name. Are you saying I can't sing like Aretha Franklin? I Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Seriously, you can sing like Aretha Franklin. 
Uh, I'll come up with something before before the league starts, obviously, but we'll get that going, uh, ready to uh, just go for this season. It's going to be a full 16 weeks. It's not going to be a daily. It's going to be full 16, and if the prizes happen that are in the works, it's going to be very cool. It's going to be good. Yeah, I'm so. looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to that, definitely. Now, let's get into something a little controversial that happened on Facebook uh, last night or over the weekend, I guess. There is a collector who, um, oops, yeah, it's it's a big oops. I don't, ooh, I don't even know how to approach this without sounding uh, snide. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a collector who was uh, who in different ad or different groups on Facebook uh, was around. His name is known, and uh, he likes to keep it real. He likes he to does. keep it real. He does. And apparently he likes to keep things on the side. Yeah, he kept it real on the side. Yeah, real, real <laughs> but, on the side. But um, this is not, I'm not poking fun at the man, kind of maybe, I, I guess. But <laughs> it's it's a situation to where I guess what goes around comes around. That's a good way to look at it. You know, uh, he wasn't very, very liked. And he was kind of a, kind. Of, he was into some douchebaggery. He was definitely into some douchebaggery. And then he got caught up. With uh, some some recreational drugs. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And here's the thing: I like gummy bears. <laughs> yes, so, we all like gummy bears. And he might have, he may or may not have had some gummy bears that had some uh, some some, uh, recreation, some additives, and to some them. additive to them. Yes, to so yeah, some not, substitutes. Yes. Yeah, Anyways, <laughs> this is this has been made public now, and he and the card collecting community has seen it. And it is blown up. And th- well, the reason I'm bringing this up is because, well, we've, we've said it before. If you if you do one of us wrong, we're all going to come back and get sure, you, right? It's that kind of community. Yeah. And right. So and that's a, this is a prime example of, of people who, who maybe, you know, maybe not, weren't, not, weren't the best. And then they, they had this happen. Now, I brought this up to bring this up. Okay. At the National. You are the Segway King. I am. I am. At the National. There was a person who, while at the national, was uh, some pretty heavy charges were brought up against him. Federal charges. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, those are heavy. And Fat pack heavy. I don't know how he did it, but he stayed at the national through the whole show. Wow. And now, if something like that is brought up in, in your in your situation, would you not leave? You would think so. Yeah, but maybe not. I guess what I'm getting at is the gall of some people <laughs> is beyond me. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to bring this show way down. We might have to edit all that out. I don't know. I don't really want to, but <laughs> it's just how it goes sometimes. It is, because it's whatevs. It, it's whatevs. It's, um, it's just, I don't know why, like 90, 98% of the community is great, right? Right. It's just those that 2% that are knuckleheads and... It brings everything down. Right. And those are the stories you hear about. Those are the stories you hear about. You don't hear stories about Brady Kale. No. You know, unless it's like put out there in front of you. Right. You don't you don't see that. You don't see the guy at the card shop who who buys the kid a box of cards. Right. You don't see that. Nope. You get this crap instead. And I guess that's what I'm really gonna get out. It it pisses me off that this stuff is so prevalent out there when this is a this is supposed to be a hobby and fun, just a community, and we are. We're all those things, but this crap gets the headlines. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, I think that that's just something that goes on in the entire sports world as a whole. Why and, are you talking, Cody? It's <laughs> just, <laughs> it's just like, 
you, you know, you turn on ESPN and it's like every uh, segment that they do yeah. is something on drugs or a player getting pulled over for DWI or this, that, and the other, but you'd never see them or rarely do you see them like all the charity work they put in or going to children's hospitals like I know some of the Cowboys do at Christmas time and Thanksgiving. So it, it's just kind of that's what gets the news and that's what gets all the uh, attention when, like you said, really that's just 2% of our world and yeah. a world where 98% of the guys are doing good. That's a good point. It's I guess it is universal. You know, we, I, It just pisses me off, man. It really does. And I'm going to move on because I'm going to continue to get mad. <laughs> so we'll Eric, move you're, on. You're turning red. I am Eric. turning red. Um, I want to talk about my trip to Anaheim for the ANA World's Fair of Money. Uh, Sounds like you guys had a good time, man. It was fun. The show was the show was crazy. I like I can't relate to that type of money, you know. Right. I, I don't get. I don't. I'm not there. I don't have that kind of uh, disposable income. But like the like the trout income. Yeah, I don't have the trout income. The trout That's, income. Is that still out there? Still out there. Five hundred thousand dollars, guys. Yep. You, you let me know if you need it. I'll, I know a guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the money that was on the show floor were. I'm gonna be real honest with you. It was p- people like mid twenties to mid thirties, and then late fifties, early sixties. They were all in business suits. Wow. All of them were just just spending money hand over fist. And I'm I'm in a pair of shorts and a collared shirt, you know. And I'm just like, oh, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more like the like a stock market type atmosphere more so than like a laid back show. You it know? you know it was it was both. It was laid back, but it was. Uh, there was definitely a lot of money being spent on the floor. Bullion, I guess, you know, given with the, with the world market how things are, it it makes sense that it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of movement there. And they were definitely spending money. The cool things to me were the exhibits that were there. There was sunken treasure there. Okay. Uh, there was a, a, a Olympic medals from like the Syracuse something or another again, like early, early, early Olympic medals. Um, That's cool. They have like a little museum type thing. Yeah, a little little, little traveling exhibit. Okay. Um, they had fifty one hundred thousand gold dollar gold certificates. Um, wow, that were that was pretty legit. Yeah, it is legit. Um, a cool thing to me was a bunker bunker treasure. Basically, uh, it was pieces of, of you know gemstones and 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 bullion and stuff that had been carved while in the trenches. Of World War One and World War Two. Oh wow! The soldiers carved this stuff. You know, it got left there, unfortunately. So um, they brought it out, and you know, it was on display. It was really cool to see. That is cool. Um, I didn't even know such things existed. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. The uh, the designer of the Silver Eagle was there, so that was he was there signing autographs, and the president of the the U.S. Mint was there. He was signing autographs too. Um, that you know, I'm not a huge coin guy, but seeing all that was was interesting i learned a lot and uh it's definitely something that i think it's more prevalent than what we realize you know because it's because we're, we're sports guys we all talk about sports you know we right. cards and you know what's trevor story yeah, yeah we don't talk about that but we should be i can <laughs> right. tell you that we we definitely should be because you know this is going to go the way of the beanie baby compared to what you know bullion's going to do <laughs> so that's uh that's my two cents anaheim was fun though Got a, got to meet a listener, friend of the show, Kevin. I mentioned him early, earlier. Um, got to go out to visit Burbank Sports Cards and uh, Rob's 
Mr. Rob Varis is going to be on the show soon. Now, he has a few cards, right? He has a, he's got a little bit of an inventory, you know, something like 43 million cards or something like Wait, that. Did you say million? 43 million. Wow. The thing is, is he's got shelf space for 90 million, so he's continue, He's he's in a growing oh, process. Oh, so he's, he's not even halfway there. Not even halfway there, but he man, his, his store was impressive. Yeah, and you, you posted a picture on your Facebook or on the Beckett Facebook or something, and I was just like, in all of this place, like, and he said that that was only like one room. Yeah, that, that was like, one room. Oh my gosh, there like, was, it was just jaw dropping. There was five total rooms that were like that. Uh, that was one. That was one of the bigger ones. There was five rooms off of that building. He has inventory that is just beyond me. I I can't <laughs> I can't call it. Yeah. And he says that they can get to any card within like twenty five seconds or twenty seconds or something like that. Uh, that's impressive. Because that's, that's the impressive part. That it is, is impressive. That, that's how well organized it is. So that's impressive. So. Right. And I mean, like, can you imagine just like you get a sale on Beckett Marketplace for like a dollar and a quarter or whatever, and then you you just have like somebody that just needs to complete their set. So you have to go find it in forty two million cards. <laughs> that's amazing. You have to go find a 1991 Chipper Jones rookie card or something <laughs> like. <laughs> no one old. collects 91 Chipper. No one. Well, not uh, anymore. Not anymore. So but let's see. So, so let's see. So we price that many cards, mm-hmm. and he owns them all. So sure. All right. Okay. He gotcha. owns every card ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a he's got a massive inventory out there, and it's really impressive to see. Awesome. And you say he's coming on the show soon. Yeah, he's going to be on the show soon. Soon we're gonna we're gonna try to set it up. But speaking of on the show soon, next week we're going to have uh, Mr. Rich Klein in, in the building. He's got a card show coming up on the Labor Day uh, weekend. So if you're here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, please come check that out. Paul and I are going to be there on Saturday doing the radio show live from that place. Yeah, man. If you're a fan, come out and meet us. Yeah, come on. We got to maybe get a fat pack autograph or something like yeah, that. Yeah, man. We got we have, a, we have cards to autograph. We now. have cards that's to autograph cool. now. That's really weird. I don't know how that works, and, or even if I want to do it. But it's uh, it's we have those. So Klein's going to be in here talking about what he's going to be doing over the Labor Day. It's a big show. It's a big thing for him. It's a, a four-day four show. Four-day show. I was going to say, yeah, it's a couple days. Yeah. Two days at a hotel and two days at his... Uh, uh, his synagogue, I believe. Yes. So that's going to be cool. We are also working on, I've, I've, this has been in the works for a couple of weeks, and it's supposed to happen next week. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm going make it, to make it known that Troy Hughes from CBS Radio here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, local local fan card collector, he, on the fan actually. So what's up, fan fans? Hope you're listening. Come check out the, come check out the radio show that day. Uh, that next so next Thursday, hopefully we're gonna get him in here, and uh, he'll be a part of us. Uh, the fat packs, although he's not a fat pack, he's got a bald head, but uh, so he's not, not a yeah, fat. Yeah, he's halfway we'll, there. He needs yeah, a few, few we'll, more cheeseburgers. A few more cheeseburgers. We're working, man. But he's a he's a card collector, like I said. And a few weeks ago, on their program on the radio, on the live on the radio, which just must have been riveting radio, they opened up uh, <laughs> 1988 score baseball, which. Um, it's horrible. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. So we were like, man, you got to come in and sit down with us, and we got to open something better than uh, score baseball. But I get it. You know, it's five bucks a box now, so right, yep. you can do whatever you want. Yep. That's going to happen hopefully all next week. And then the week after that, um, we have reached out to a sports artist, um, and he's going to come in. I don't want to – well, his name's Ben Hutton. It's not – it's, it's going to be cool. He's – you remember those old Beckett cover arts on the back, on the back inside cover? Yeah. Think that kind of stuff, but 
16 by 20s and, and, and 20 by 36s and stuff like that. Right. So does, It's legit. I looked on his website yesterday, and that is legit art. It, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So that's it, man. That's it for this week's show. Cody, you got anything you want to say? No, that's Be quiet, it. Cody. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you one chance. What's up, Cody? No, that's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. You know, that's fine. <laughs> His thunder was just stolen. That's All right, awesome. man. What about you, Paul? Anything? No, man. I'm good, man. I'm just excited. Um, just excited for what's going on with the show, man. Got a lot of fun things coming up, man. I am pumped for fantasy football, man. It's gonna be fun. I just can't wait. I, you're gonna kill everybody. I, I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna make an alliance with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Try do just, some do some behind the scenes yeah, trading. Yeah, behind the scenes trading. Yeah, I got you. Um, I'm excited because it's almost lunchtime, but that's a different story. That's a whole different. That's story. a whole different story. So, guys, thanks for uh, checking us out this week, and just till next week, just keep listening. Cue the Drake. Mm-hmm.